0: The perfectly generic podcast contains spoilers, occasional adult language, and dirt.
1: No, fuck that. Briska, you've been v- warned. This show is supported by listeners like you on Patreon. Uh, We'd like to thank the following Crockertier patrons for their generous uh, support per episode Fragment Voyager, Riglo, Bowkind Abstrata, Big Boss Did Nothing Wrong, and Alex Laporte. Eat it, Sarah. Bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> So let's talk about Parasite.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Parasite. I thought that was I a did, great film. In case that you're not
1: familiar, um, Bong Joon-ho's latest film, Parasite, just came out to a limited theatrical release in the U.S. See if there's an indie theater in your area showing it. Um, but I'd say it's a, I would describe it as, you know, a very, very fundamentally Marxist horror story, right? Where the horror, that, yeah. the horror is class. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, the horror is, oh, I'm poor and I live in a stratified society, but I can, I can uh, trick these rich people into giving me money. Oh, no, money corrupts.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. As it turns out, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's very on-the-nose metaphorical, which I guess sort of might remind you of, um, uh, uh, fuck. Yeah. Sorry to bother yes. you. That's the one. Oh, it might yeah. remind you. Of, I, I think it reminds. It reminded me a lot of Sorry to bother you in that way, uh, where it's you yeah. know it it's very. It looks you right in the eyes, and it's like I know what you. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing. Let's have well, some this fun. Is,
0: this is the same director as Snowpiercer. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's it's no. it's you know it's not it's, no it's reasons, not subtle, it? but I think it's a. I mean, first off, it's oh, brilliant. It's, it's brilliantly shot, brilliantly acted. It's uproariously funny at points. It's a dark comedy, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great film, and I think that's really yeah. all that we were wanted to talk about this week, right? We wanted to do a tight hour yeah. on Parasite, on
0: um, yeah, on Bong Joon Ho in general. Yeah, yeah, I could do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, we'd be we'd be dragged through the streets. People would hate it. I, I you and you and me, you and
0: yeah. me. We're just you, trying to ruin everybody's lives.
1: What a ridiculous What a ridiculous situation here. I mean, because when we first spoke, I don't think there's any world where. Either of us really thought, like, ah, when we, you know, eventually we'll be talking about our respective Vriska and Terezi, like, quote unquote, right. canon content that we've done.
0: Fuck <laughs> no. Yeah, the first time we talked, it was like, oh, it sure is fun being a fan of Homestuck. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I wish we, I wish it had more politics. Let's read some politics into it. And, <laughs> and now here I am making v- Vriska Resi Antifa.
1: It's like- so good. They're the Antifa <laughs> super soldiers that everyone, that, that the right was warning about.
0: I yeah. finally understand
1: this line of argument. We have the super soldiers and it's Vriska and Terezi.
0: Yes, 100%. Ah, uh, it's so fucking
1: good. Obviously, so this, this discussion is going to include some pretty fucking uh, complete spoilers of both the Vriska and Teresi routes in Request. You should
0: buy them and play them if you haven't yet. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So you did an uh, intermission episode, which is of course the patron only sub podcast that yeah, you do for just
1: a, for just one dollar <laughs> an episode. You can hear sixteen episodes and counting of the intermission podcast.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, get that shill in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, but so, no,
1: I yeah, I, I wanted to go through like because this is a big week. This is when we're talking about two releases, right? I wanted to sort of give my complete account of like start to finish my thoughts on the Vriska route on intermission, and if, and I was talking with number one vriska stand in the world, Chelsea Legis Lacerator, for that one. Um mm-hmm. and, you know, I definitely I don't want to retread the same territory, but you know, in the same time you're gonna ask me different questions than Chelsea did. So
0: yeah. So I would say that if you want more complete thoughts on the the Vrisca route that you should go listen to that because it is it's it's worth at least a dollar. It's actually it's it's legitimately a good we shit post a lot here in the the P universe, but it's a really good insightful conversation about the Briscoe route. Like it it made me think about things that I hadn't thought about. And I've had to read the fucking Briscoe route like 40 times because I was responding to it with my yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were a little game um, of
1: tennis we were playing there. Yeah. It's Except true. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna be able to return. You return, I'm not gonna be there for the third hit. I'm not doing anything right. else in Faster Quest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so We'll start with uh, Abrax's script on Twitter asks, uh, I feel the substantial uh, subtextual element of your route is the connection reinforced between Vriska and trans femininity. Uh, what makes Vriska or perhaps alternians in general, a compelling canvas for exploring issues of real life identity and experience? So obviously there's been a lot of the discourse about like uh, uh, trans Vriska, which is ex- pretty explicitly canonized without being like, without vriska looking you directly in the face and saying i'm trans uh but the other side of that is there is the stimming warning and the content warnings Mm -hmm. and there's uh, a lot of coding of uh, vriska as autistic and i feel like that's something that we could talk about
1: yeah that's true um so first uh yeah uh first on the on the uh the stimming content warning um, and the other content warnings there is that, you know, I depicted stuff that could very easily be read as that in the text. And, uh, you know, they were intended to be read as that, right? But that doesn't actually matter. Um, and right. you know, I figured people should know, hey, we're going to get into some intense mental health territory in this route. Uh, <laughs> and so that's why they're <laughs> in the content warnings. Um, because you know, it, it's, a, it, it's a little bit, it's not quite a, Like, you know, the Pest Request routes before, they balanced comedy and seriousness very well, but it wasn't quite, I felt like, I was maybe I was going a little ham so I wanted to be like just so you guys know like this one's going to get pretty serious.
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Yeah, um and you know that's I and that's also why there's the content warnings gag at the top just because it's like I just wanted to you know I wanted everybody to know what kind of ride we were going to go on before you got on it with me. Um Absolutely. And,
0: that that was very good, very good
1: choice. <laughs> um And and uh you know for me uh, Vriska Vriska's like fundamental problem is that she doesn't understand what she needs to do to make people love her. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. like this is her problem dealing with other people. Um, and like, as you know, as someone who struggles with interpreting and reading other people and tries really hard to do it well, because I am autistic, let's be clear about that. Um, I am not an holistic person that is writing in some sort of exploitative, you know, Oscar bait or whatever, like, (laughs) I am, (laughs) Um, like, you know, I am autistic. So a lot of Vriska's behaviors could be understood by me through that lens. That doesn't mean that you have to. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't think it's... Again, this is why I wanted to keep things at the level of, you know, there's there's stuff going on with Ruska, and we know this. She's not... She doesn't fit in perfectly, and this is why your AU fic that makes her, like, the, you know, mean girl, like, the poppy, like, the, the, the captain of the cheerleading team is wrong, right? She's the d and right. playing, like, needs to shower more girl. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, well,
0: that's, that's, yeah, that's something that I felt like I was responding to as well is like the tendency to look at Vriska and Terezi as like these really cool people. Like, no, they're, they're, they're gross and disgusting creatures.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I felt like reading Vriska that way and understanding Vriska that way brought a lot to the table in terms of my understanding of her. And a lot of that was like reinforced by Risky Business, which was a very influential comic mm. on my understanding of Vriska. Um, and, uh, and you know on the on the gender lens um you know i, I talked a little bit about this on our mission as well, but to briefly summarize like i think um you know the uh, the extreme amount of simultaneous sort of hatred and corrective desire that people that the fandom has placed on friska for you know a decade right the the idea that Friska needs to be punished um but they, you know, it, it, this, this fascination and attraction at the same time, because she's also depicted as, you know, like an anime waifu very frequently. Uh, this combination yes. of attraction and, and, and revulsion and punishment is very similar to transmisogyny and the way that transmisogyny manifests among especially straight men, um, you know, leading to things like the term trap, etc., etc., <sighs> And so, like, on a metatextual level, the way that people treat Vriska is, I think, immediately recognizable to uh, to people who have faced transmisogyny um, in their life uh, as something you can sort of hang a hat on and use to understand. Um, but it's certainly not the only explanation for why Vriska is treated that way, right? And, uh, and you know, I don't think there's anything in the route that says that. Um, but, you yeah. know, Vriska is a character who's obsessed with roleplay. She's obsessed with playing a character. She's obsessed with Embodying this role of her feminine ancestor um without fully grappling with the negative connotations of what that um you know what that what that means for her um and you know she's discontent being herself and she wants to be this big hero right she wants to she 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 plays role playing games and tries to build doomsday devices she wants to be somebody else and if she can't be somebody else she wants to blow up the world <laughs> like, yeah that's, exactly. that's and that's you know that's inherently like that's pretty trans. Like, whether or not you want to talk... Like, I do not actually give a shit what you think Vriska's experience with her own gender identity is. I do not give a shit what you think about that. But we can at least put that on the table and acknowledge that that is metatextually trans, right? That that is that like that is something that you can understand better from a storytelling perspective by looking at the way that people control their own presentation in the world.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way about June Egbert, which I said in... Uh, me and Nell's episode about June is that for me, reading John as trans feels like the natural end point of their arc like, right. as a character, it feels right. Um, and you, you had pointed out to me and then eventually on Twitter, the, the, uh, the chat log of Tavris Sprite yeah. and how that, that reads as gender horror and reading it, I was legitimately horrified yeah. because you didn't even have to say anything. You just shared that, and I, and I and I read it before you said anything, and I was immediately like, oh, this is really upsetting. Yeah,
1: it's very direct. What? It's very yeah. it's very upsetting, like gender horror. It's, ugh, uh, you, you, you hate to see it. <laughs>
0: yeah, but the, but the thing is you don't have to read it as that to get it from the story. And I think this is where people kind of get screwed up is that they say this is – the the reading that you're imposing onto the text as someone who is now permanently affiliated with creating official Homestuck content. Mm-hmm. You are now you are now uh forcing your headcanon <laughs> on us, the readers.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean here's the thing, is like Pest Request is a remix of Homestuck, right? It's taking Homestuck's characters and and situations and and changing them based on the reader's input, right? Based on someone else's input, someone else's fucking up the story. Um, and I think, you know, if you had that remix that didn't actually present any sort of new perspectives on the work at all, um, then you'd be making one of those like soulless Hollywood reboots when what we're really (laughs) trying to do is trying to make bad Lieutenant port of call, New Orleans. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's the the whole point of the thing, the idea that you can't bring your own perspective into a pester quest route is kind of baffling to me because it's like, I cannot write anything without reflecting myself into the text mm-hmm. and the trolls, especially are and, and like alternia, it's all a good cipher for personal reflection of identity and politics because it is in, in homestuck, like it's allegorical. Yeah. The, it, it well, I mean, imagine thinking that trolls have, sense. imagine thinking that
1: trolls have the fresh Prince of Bel Air and not trans people. Like, what does that <laughs> say about your perspective?
0: Right? Yeah, Exactly well it's it's just like it, troll society from top to bottom doesn't make sense, and that's kind of the point. like the yeah. planet is called alternia
1: oh i can put my I can put my, my 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 marxist hat on and be like it's because it expresses the fundamental contradiction at the heart of <laughs> capital. <laughs> yeah you it look is. Uh, you look at the systems <laughs> you look at the systems in Alternia and they make no sense, and then you look at our capitalist system, and it also makes no sense. Ah, it's very illuminating uh, ah, ah, yes ah, in my time You're away in my time away from doing this show for the public every week, I've sort of turned into an even weirder doddering year professor, so I hope everybody's excited
0: <laughs> about that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good um the last i think important. Thing to bring up that I think is legitimately a good—a good, a good topic of discussion for this. Tiny Angry Puppy on Discord asked. I know, uh, quote unquote, Vriska did nothing wrong. is like the unofficial motto of PGP, but this would be a great time to do a little more analysis into some of the more controversial decisions since the did nothing wrong meme originated as a four Chan Hitler joke. I always took it with a grain of salt when applied to Vriska, but in this ep, at least I'd like to know if you, what your honest opinion is.
1: Um, okay. So that's a multi-part question. Um, the first part yeah, yeah. is is Vriska did nothing wrong anti-Semitic? And uh well first off the route doesn't actually say the phrase Vriska did nothing wrong. It says you're looking at someone who did nothing wrong. Um so yeah. just to be clear about what's actually in the route. Uh and the second is uh is like that is a, an extremely common turn of phrase. Uh I certainly didn't intend for it to reference uh a shitlord joke. Um that yeah, you know, I and I, I don't think that anybody who uses it that uses it that way does. Um you know like at the i I'm, i i sort of glibly when i first saw this well first off when i first saw this i first sat because i actually first saw this a few months ago um because i held up a sign that said vriska did nothing wrong at an overwatch league game and got on the broadcast uh because of course i did um and there was some discourse on the internet someone got very angry about it um and i tried to understand their perspective and then they stopped being angry at me so that was nice that was that used to be able to work for me yeah i know right back back before i got too much clout for people to treat me like a real person i used to be able to talk to people who (laughs) were upset at me um Uh, and you know i talked with them and i you know and i i I literally i had the benefit of when this stupid thing popped off of literally sitting next to one of my jewish friends and i'm not saying i have jewish friends so i can do this right like let's be clear like i i saw the criticism i and you know i engaged my friend in some discussion about it and i've talked with multiple people about this over over time and it's like i you know And I feel as though that is a deliberately ungenerous reading of that. And I think it's a, you know, and I think it's a sort of a deliberate kind of gotcha way to make something reference something that's not a reference to, um, Unless you, you know, unless you think taco saying that phrase is also like anti-Semitism, which there's been right. some really stupid Adventure Zone discourse over the years, so maybe. Oh, uh, kind of, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if that. the discourse and the Adventure Zone discourse collide with each other through this axis. Oh. That would be incredible. Oh. Oh, um, oh, wow. But like, to be clear, you know, when people say that, I take it very seriously. But then I realized that like, at the most recent Democratic debate, Joe Biden said verbatim, my son Hunter did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. Um, and so, and, and you know what? Nobody has bothered him for a moment about yeah. that, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but do you think that Joe Biden was referencing a 4chan fascist meme there? I do not. Do you think I was referencing a 4chan fascist meme? I sure fucking hope you don't because I hate fascists to death. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Like, I, I, I appreciate the feedback. I understand it. I'm going to keep saying the phrase because it's provocative. Like, <laughs> I, and, and and it gets the people going, to, to paraphrase, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i think it's like uh, i i recently found out that it does have uh like riska did nothing wrong specifically has a dicey history within like the, the tumblr homestuck world interesting i i don't I, apparently the person who it originated from as somebody who is uh problematic in a way that actually matters but i don't know the story off the top of my head um but i think that that's I don't an know an either. I never fra- was on
1: Homestuck Tumblr, so I don't know any of yeah, that. Me, I don't me, know what yeah, me people me come either. to me with these in- inherited fights from Homestuck Tumblr because it just seemed like it was like nine years of Fortnite Battle Royale on there where everybody was mining resources yeah. and collecting guns and doing dances, uh, but mostly tearing each other to fucking shreds. And then bringing all yeah. their beefs over to me, and I don't understand any of them. So I'm sorry, but I don't <laughs> understand what your problem is with the risk of people from Tumblr because I wasn't <laughs> one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think when, when it comes to something like that, it's important to remember that like most of the phrases in the English language generally had like really deeply awful roots. Yeah. And th- that's oh, well, just then, well we can I'm
1: get into that. The, we can get into the fucking badal discourse if you want to do that. <laughs> no. the fucking the third <laughs> rail of trans women talking to
0: each other. Oh oh god <laughs> I, the 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 thing that i want to say is as as far as the that particular like as far as riska did nothing wrong is that what i the way that I've come to interpret it is in a more broader sense we when you, when we're looking at the trolls we're looking at a group of people who are not like fundamentally not brought up under the same societal expectations as we are. And Vriska is the most explicit example of that among the cast. Mm -hmm. And so if we understand that when we take everything into account, she did nothing wrong, we better understand the entire cast thereabouts and see that they are all uh, products of their environment. And that their behavior was dictated by the social circumstances that they had no choice in, and like they were all manipulated uh, to greater and lesser extent by people with very bad intentions. Yeah, and it,
1: look, and, for me, and, it's like yeah. there's a reason why we have there's a reason that why why you know all societies have a different method of treating the crimes of children. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at a situation where a group, where something happens between a group of children and and you see that there are a number of adult figures who made that situation happen, it doesn't fucking matter what the children did. It's the adult's fault. Like, it, no, one is, yeah. no one is at fault or permanently scarred or damned or problematic for the, for, for the results of an abusive system they were placed in as a child. And yeah. that is what I mean when I say that. Like we, we have oh. not, if, you know what? I, I hope Vriska has a long and happy life and she, she leads an adulthood and she makes many mistakes as an adult. Right. <laughs> and, right. And, and we can discuss those as, you know, as these genuine things and like, and we can discuss what Vriska did after freed from the constraints of Alternia. Right. And, and, and right. that, that can be an interesting discussion, but to blame someone for the abusive circumstances they were in as a child is fundamentally fucked up. Um, and I just won't have it. So that's yeah. that's where I'm at on first course. If you're trying to prosecute a child like for growing up on Alternia, then you are a monster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's sort of. Where I wanted that to end up, and that sort of—I think that's a good place to like do a kickflip into talking about Teresa. Are you
1: keeping a timer? Because it's
0: literally 19 minutes 47 seconds right now. Holy shit! Is it really? Yeah. No, I'm not.
1: Yeah, because we budgeted no, not, 20 not- minutes for the Grisker route, 40 minutes for the Terezi route, and the, and <laughs> and you literally got it. Are you sure you're not a time player? I may need I, to I may need to adopt you into my aspect, like a sort of no. like a.
0: No, it just I no it's it it just felt like from a relationship perspective, it felt like a good rhetorical jumping off point. That's true, because
1: because no one no one saw themselves as responsible for prosecuting Frisca's crimes more than Terezi. Um, Exactly. And and, you know, so and so what I want to know about what I want to know for you is like, how do you see Terezi's side of this? Like, like, what does Terezi think about Frisca did nothing wrong? What does Terezi think, Sarah? What do you think? (laughs)
0: well it obviously depends on when you ask Mm -hmm. and I don't see myself as an expert on Terezi I think in a lot of ways she's still kind of a cipher to me I'm Mm -hmm. still trying to figure her out Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, I think her perspective on what Vriska did is that everything was fair game until other people got dragged through the mud and yeah. like that's that's explicit in the text obviously um but i think she is a character is like maybe vriska is not necessarily culpable in the sense of like she is a bad person but that even within the context of Alternia, all things being equal she is too uh, she's too aggressive and too capable of violence to be trusted mm-hmm So I think like the sense that she has to be punished at some point or another comes less from a vindic, like being vindictive about who or who she is as a person and Mm -hmm. more about the fact that like this is part of the balance of protecting the people around her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you look at Vriska, I mean, you know, Vriska like discovers the house juju. Uh, you know, the, the fundamental artifact of Homestuck that seems to contain the narrative in itself, right? And she describes it as a weapon. That's what she she sees that artifact and is the one who chooses to describe it as a weapon and repeatedly refer to it as a weapon. Um, and once you recognize that, you understand a lot about, like, how Vriska's perspective has been informed. Like, Vriska, Therese sees Vriska the same way as this potentially dangerous weapon. yeah. Absolutely, and that's why when everything's broken at the end of the world and game over, she, th- her main thought is Riska can fix this.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's there's a lot of obviously really complicated uh, dynamics between Riska and Terezi, and you know Hussey himself says that uh, they're sort of like the the key the the red hot burning core of Homestuck in a lot of ways, like relationship wise and like you look at their their motivations as characters and they form the the heroic just binary. Yeah. And so and that's the, yeah, the uh, fundamental
1: axis by which characters are judged in this story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so it's 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 really complicated untangling those knots because I think part of it is Teresi uh, Uh, there's so much like fanon going on in my head too, because Trezzy is a character of someone we spend a fair amount of time with, but she's always defined by other people. Mm -hmm. And so it's difficult to kind of get into her head, which makes sense for a mind player. It's like you said in the Uh, route, like she's the person behind the person. Yes, exactly. Uh, (laughs) She's the the grand Vizier of Homestuck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, I, I think there's a degree to which she's like disappointed, yeah. in Vriska, yeah, where she thought that they could do this thing together, and she thought they had these rules. And even though she understands that Vriska had to do the things that she did, like she was not, she I I, I believe Terezi knows about Spider Mom and knows about the psychological manipulations mm-hmm. thereof, and I think that Therese is sympathetic in that regard but even still there's a point at which like you know that's not a factor in uh what happened with the fallout of the of of the flarp game and the cycle of revenge that occurred after that Mm -hmm. uh and i i don't know it's it's like I think it might also be well. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like untangling that is so weird. Like I think it, I think there's some jealousy involved. I think that there's disappointment. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, there's absolutely
1: uh, jealousy. Like she says right before jetting off that, like in her final messages to Vriska in the story proper, that like she thinks that Vriska has it all figured
0: out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Teresi, in a, in a major way, kind of falls for Vriska's mask that you know she's so certain. Yeah. Uh, and that 's actually something that I think Briska and Terezi have in common is yeah. that they're both yeah. people who pretend certainty so well that they almost convince themselves yeah and they certainly convince huge swaths of the audience, which is why so many people seem to misinterpret them I feel yeah,
1: yeah you know they yeah, they command a, a great deal of attention <laughs> um and you know it 's like a, a, so I wanted to actually. T- take some of the questions that we got, because we got some pretty good questions. Um, And uh, let me... So I wanted to talk about this in terms of... Because we were talking about Alternia morality, so I'm going to skip ahead here uh, and say, Art Ruby asked on Discord, uh, thank you for writing in all those Tizius parallels. How do you think Mm. Tizius informs the character of Terezi, and by extension Vriska, in a broader context beyond Request?
0: Yeah, so I feel like I have to get a little bit behind the scenes with this question, in that uh, in my... There are, there are two things. Whenever Aisha offered me the Terezi route, there were two things that I immediately thought about. Uh, one of which was, I want to do a mock trial, which was a much bigger part of the first draft mm-hmm. than it ended up being in the final one. And the other one was that I want to respond to the tizziest route. Because uh, I think there's a deep... Uh, tragedy in playing through Friend Sim because it's set before Homestuck, yeah, and we know what Alternia looks like. Yeah, so when Tizzius says, "I'm going to change things from the inside," we know how that played out. Yeah, um, unless unless High Swap Act Two does something weird, that's unpredictable at this point. But like from our perspective, we know how that we know how that plays out, and so. For me when asking the question of if if we're looking at Pester Quest as kind of wish fulfillment for these characters what does Teresi look like what is her core conflict and like what's the best case scenario for her if she could just be granted a wish from the reader Yeah uh, and for me it's like her her core conflict is that she's a cop Yeah be- she and i don't even mean that in a glib sense of like all cops are bad even though yes that's true i i mean that in the sense that like her her blind devotion to justice pun intended is it's, it's her it's, curse it's, it's, it's her curse it's yeah. what causes her to make a lot of the worst decisions that she makes yeah and yeah. when she like grows disillusioned with it in the comic she reaches her lowest point uh and ends up getting drunk with a clown.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, well, part of that is she's punishing herself out of her sense of yeah. justice. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, I felt like the, the, if, if the only way to get her to like, see her sense of justice, uh, like look it in the eyes and recognize that like the alternative sense of justice is just wrong. And that like systematized justice in general, tends to be just also wrong. Uh, it couldn't be enough for Reader to just run her through, like, rhetorical mind games, and then she, like, has her own revelation. There had to be this, like, direct... Somebody came before and tried this and failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in the first draft, it was much more explicitly just Uh, Like, I originally thought, wanted to have... Um, Lines of dialogue from Tizzius show up and and reader remember her by name, mm-hmm. but um ultimately that felt too obvious because it's it, it extends beyond like the entire cast of Friend Sim is sort of reeling against the expectations of alterian society uh, well, also and, when you and, try to put the when you try to try to bridge the
1: gap between those two universes, there's a big hallway, and i can't remember, and my head gets all fuzzy when I think about it. I think there was someone T-posing.
0: Yeah, there's so many T-posing. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, for me, like... Uh, so the the, the Tizzius connection got watered down a lot, but I think it's better as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so there's still a lot of, like, very explicit references. There's a couple of lines uh, in the narration that are taken directly from the Tizzius route. But um, for me, like... Uh, as far as how, how Tizzius informs Terezi, I think it's like Terezi is somebody who could very easily become someone like Tizius, because, of course, Tizius is much older. Mm-hmm. Not much older, but older. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's somebody who is worn down and tired. And I think part of Terezi's, like, v- vigor for justice comes from the fact that she's young and that she is not officially a legislacerator. Right. And and so I she's I just could a girl who s- lives in the woods. She's just a girl who lives in the woods and maybe reads the books that she has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she I could very easily see her becoming somebody who when 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 the rubber meets the road and she's actually involved in the system, she could get uh ground down in the same way that Tizius was. Mm-hmm. And so I think I don't know, for me it was more like a thematic connection. I'm not entirely sure about like how how that extends to Vriska. Mm-hmm. But it's, it it just felt important to me for for Terezzi's route to well, I mean,
1: I did so I did mention a, a friend's I did mention a in character in that she appeared in a dream sequence in the
0: Risker route. Yeah. So there
1: is a parallel there in terms of uh, Risker. Yeah, got. no,
0: I yeah, I think I think I wanted so a lot of this. Um, there were there were some people asking like what the timeline was mm-hmm. for like writing the Therese route. I know you've been at this for a while. Yeah, I like, I started you, writing the Risker route in April.
1: Yeah. Uh I got I got Actually, funnily writing. enough, it's based on a fan it's actually the original plot outline and the original like Flarp stuff. Um I actually wrote in December of last year um for a fan sim project that never got off the ground. And I actually had an outline for a Vriska fan sim sitting around that I that I tore that I
0: poached <laughs> my own
1: writing for. <laughs> oh
0: my god. Yeah, so you've been you've had a lot of time yeah. to to think think about this. Um I got the Terezi route uh in uh September, mm-hmm. I wanna say. No, October. yeah, September. Uh and so I had I had about a month to write it. Like I and I was I was working on the last part of God feels through most of that. Mm-hmm. Where I was I, I was determined to get that finished before really diving into the Terezi route because I wanted to get I didn't want to be thinking about both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um so there's the I, I was I was very directly responding to the Vriska route because I think Vrissrezzi and the Scourge Sisters are such an important dynamic in Homestuck at large, and I it, it wouldn't it couldn't be enough for this to be just like Terezi's route. And there I, I was I was paying attention to a lot of predictions after the Terezi route, route was announced, and, and there were a lot of people who were like. Wanting Terezi to go kill Vriska or put her on trial uh-huh. and have uh-huh. have the reader be like, oh wait, no, Vriska actually irredeemable. Um, or they I, those want people are live- living in a fucking fantasy land.
1: Those people oh, did, like course.
0: those people. I mean, that's just. Mis- I'm sorry,
1: that's just misogyny. I know people hate. <laughs> I know people hate when I say the word misogyny. People get real riled up. <laughs> that is just misogyny, folks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's like I want to punish this woman who is who is angry and does things. Uh. Uh, but uh I think the, the other thing that people wanted to see was like oh she's a mind player so she's got to do some weird meta stuff to like being aware of the narrative. And beyond beyond the fact that like I I I don't necessarily think that that's, that makes sense from a narrative perspective for Pester Quest given that like Terezi isn't. Uh, she's 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 thirteen years old. She hasn't really done much with her mind powers at this point. She's just a she's just a person, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, you, you I, have the question of like, how how do their connections with their aspects manifest in a world that doesn't have spurb in it?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good question, and I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. I never asked myself that question <laughs> 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 because i don't think it's that important
1: yeah that's like, yo, that's the, totally fair some writers some writers use the you know use the aspect system as a nice like scaffolding to build and understand characters on and i'm one of those, and some writers don't and that's like fine
0: <laughs> well i think I think that they are they are important for understanding different characters in a lot of respects and i i obviously uh her uh, my understanding of her is inextricable from her as a mind player mm-hmm. and you know there's there is um her talking about the nebulous nexus of realities and uh she she's also generally accidentally or on purpose, aware of events that she shouldn't be aware of. Like she jokes, maybe you're a friendly interloper from the, beyond the stars, or maybe you're a sleeper agent sent here to learn all of our weaknesses so you can sabotage our future, mm-hmm. which is the plot of Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's there. But as far as like why, uh, I, I, I think it's important to take a step back and remember that like. The, the class fact system is is a uh it's it's a it's a contrivance for spurb, and it's and it's an imposed thing and it's intrinsically part of who they are to an extent. But I've seen people get into these really, really lengthy in-depth debates about what what personality traits and behaviors are are and are not possible for a player of a certain aspect. Um, and that to me just feels reductive to the point of being completely useless. Well, because, and it completely
1: disregards what like Homestuck says about self determination of identity anyway.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Um, and so, like, I think the the mind aspect is weird because it 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 it's connected i mean i would i would suggest to anybody who is confused about aspects in general to go to optimistic duelists channel and watch all of his videos about aspects because there's a lot of them and they're very illuminating like there's more information there than you could ever want and he answers those questions better than i ever could mm-hmm. um but I think. If, but this her, isn't his
1: fucking podcast, is it? No, I'm
0: just <laughs> dodging the question because I don't have a good answer. <laughs> that's fine. Just, I I think I think I, she's. I'm just giving even, you a hard
1: time. I'm trying to be the most impossible guest you'll ever get.
0: Of course, of course. <laughs> you well, should you have you should have like.
1: Xteen on sometime. I think that would be fun. Oh God, yeah. <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm, I'm I'm frightened at the possibility, which means it must happen uh-huh. sooner or later. Um. Yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> uh, so you, uh, Orion, asked on Discord, and this is something that I, that is very deadly serious to me that I want to get into.
0: Orion, so <laughs> asked on
1: Discord, thank you for confirming that teresi wears Crocs. What other atrocious articles of clothing do you and She wears <laughs> toe socks. Toe socks. Toe socks.
0: Toe socks. Hundred percent. Toe socks. Hundred percent. She um, wears toe socks
1: in her Crocs. It is yeah. the iconic Absolutely. look. It is Absolutely. It's an incredible look. I I don't know. I feel like I've worn a lot of really stupid outfits um in my life that Terezi has probably worn, right? Um Yeah. I will I will never forget. I'm gonna can I tell a story from my childhood, Go Sarah? Ahead. All right, all right. I told you. So so it's middle school gym, right? And and you know, while doing while doing the it's it's my it's my first year of middle school gym. While doing the the shopping list for the for the school year, the sh- the list for gym just says that you need a sweatshirt and sweatpants, right? Um, and uh, you know, for for the winter gym things. And so the winter, you know, so I get that, right? I go get a sweatshirt and sweatpants, and then I you know I show back up and and once it's final once we're wearing the winter PE uniform, whatever. I am standing there. There's picture two hundred middle school children standing on, uh, you know, in a big rectangle, um, and all of them are wearing white shirts and black pants, except for me, wearing a bright red sweatshirt and bright red sweatpants. (laughs) I'm the only one. I'm the only one, and I'm out there outside in the cold for an hour, and I learned what the word (laughs) meant that day. Oh, God. i <laughs> I'll censor oh. that from the
0: final mix. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's painful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot. It, so that's yeah. Terezi. That, that's Terezi would absolutely wear that. She would think it's delicious. Right.
1: Absolutely. She would wear it and she would own it. And that's why I love Terezi, right? She's the fi- she She's who I needed to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, well, that's what I—that's what I love so much about Therese, and that was something that was really important to me with this route is that she is a gremlin. Yeah, she is. She's a disgusting monster who licks everything and eats garbage. She's a troll in the old sense. You know what I mean? Like she's she's a Absolutely. troll. Like she lives under a bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in this case, she lives over a bridge. That's she like—I don't know. She. Um, I, I think it's important to show her like licking her computer monitor and eating chalk Be- and and like her hive is just so garish mm-hmm. there's just bright colors everywhere and uh, drawings scribbled on the walls dragon scales and weird uh, lightly colored just curtains and stuff <laughs> she's she's just like she's an aesthetic nightmare yeah it's awesome and, yeah, it's great. And that's the thing is that I wanted to have the reader show up there and not judge and just be like, oh, wow, she's a lot. But, this is, it's, but it's who she is. And yeah. she's, not, she's not embarrassed by it. Uh, she embraces it. Like every time the reader is like, wow, is this really how you are? She's immediately just like, yes. Hell yeah,
1: I am. And Hell yeah, I'm like I, this.
0: Yeah. And I, that's what I love about her is she knows, she, she knows how off-putting she is. She plays it up. Like I 100 percent believe that the frequency of her uh, comically violent descriptions to people of like uh, like the, the first conversation she has with John, I think, is like, "I'm going to slit your throat and watch you bleed to death." Yeah, like, like she 100 percent is playing that up, yeah, to for sure, to, 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 to freak people out, and that's wonderful. I love that about her. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right. Well, if someone's frightened of you, they're not on their best, you know, they're not on their front foot. You're You're in control of the situation a lot more, and, like, Teresi likes to be in control of the situation.
0: Yeah. And so, with this route, I wanted it to be a situation where she is obviously in control because you're tied to this chair, Mm -hmm. and she's judging you for this crime of existing as somebody... Who isn't of society, uh, existing incorrectly, yeah, and uh, so which is uh, which is just really, really great. That's uh, that,
1: <laughs> the fact, like, I that that crime that you wrote was, I was like, oh, that's fantastic, that's very, it's very alternian, but it's also very illuminatory. Of like, you know, I like I, from the I didn't mean it to distract your point because I because no, I do okay. want to talk about the politics of your route a little bit at some point. Oh. Oh yeah. Should I, I put I, a pin in that I, and let
0: you finish, or should yeah. I just go on? Uh, let's put a pin in that really okay. quick because okay. I I, I want to talk about um, just like the arc of this route. Uh, so the the, th- the three endings, uh, the the two bad ends for me are they're like really grim, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they were important to me. The first one is, of course, the reader knocks her through the window and she gets hanged yeah. which of course is mirroring the death of red glare
1: yeah and, and also then, and also mirrors the torona route another teal route from friends
0: right have you played uh, that one no
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I could <laughs> i, I could hear it in your voice i knew it i knew it right away i could see a motherfucker that didn't play it from a yeah. that didn't play part
0: of Friendsome from yeah. a mile away <laughs> oh god damn it um I mean, I, I, I might have played it, but I don't remember. But uh-huh. given that ending, I feel like I would have remembered that. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, there you go. Now I'm just showing my whole entire ass in yeah. this one. I, <laughs> what was it your thought process? You're getting a I'll, little I'll, too comfortable
1: as host of the Perfectly Generic Podcast. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta turn the heat up over here. <laughs> it's
0: true. It's true. Um, but uh, also, with the, the Gamzee end, where you go get, get high with Gamzee, of course, that's mirroring the Uh, uh, pre-retcon Therese sort of where she ends up uh, on the meteor. And for me, I think it's important besides those just being like upsetting ends for her, I think it's also appropriate both as a counterweight to what the good end is, which is, of course, the Scourge sister reunion, uh, but also to show that for her what her sense of justice and her sense of like self-punishment and her entire outlook like these are in a lot of ways the possibilities mm-hmm. for her she's I, when it comes to going back to the mind aspect a little bit i think from a meta narrative perspective there's an argument to be made that what happens in the route is like her entire thing played out in microcosm, and to an extent, she is aware of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: and, and, and I mean, I,
1: look, that coin yeah. that you threw outside the window still landed. You just didn't see That's how it true.
0: landed. That's true. Uh, and yeah, like originally, one of the choices was going to be either you let the coin land or you grab it and throw it. Uh, and I, I got rid of that because uh, to me, it just it didn't it didn't feel. Uh, I don't know. It felt pointless because she's going to, you know how that's going to end. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like that's the first thing we see her do when we go to her is the coin lands. And she says, coin, what coin? Yeah. And you, you had know? a much more
1: fucked up bad end to, to do instead.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, Until, I,
1: I also had a fucked up bad end where you get bored. So like,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah, of course,
1: uh, no yeah. judgment, no judgment here.
0: Yeah. And I think like a lot of the bad ends tend to be bad ends for, the reader, yeah, some, like, the, yeah, and I wanted these to be bad for Terezi. <laughs> yeah. be, I guess because I wanted to punish her. I don't know. But like the, the, what the are coin, you? What are you a brisket hater to, online? <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, uh, I'm I'm transforming now. Uh-huh. Um,
1: hey, uh huh. D- hey, Discord.gg/slash/homestuck baby, you can uh, go find there your it goes. people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. But so. <laughs> I, uh, we're 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 definitely not digging graves today. I it's a, what they don't the, listen to the fucking show. It's not yeah, a it's not a true. it's not a
1: shitty art drawing of like of a anime girl. So they don't fucking pay attention <laughs> uh, to it. You think they fucking enough. listen to it? Have the have the patience to listen
0: to an hour of the show? Probably not. Yeah, no, you're right. it, you're right. like, no, you're right. No, you're right. No, you're right. But just to... I I, I I've thought about the coin a lot, and I think like that breaks her facade. Is is grabbing the coin and throwing it and then conversating about like you know how what 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 the hell do you think this means like is this really just and that gets to the politics
1: yeah yeah and 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 so i've got i've got some like seattle shit on the brain because we just had our municipal elections in seattle and um you know like homelessness is a big deal politically here, right? Where there's a significant movement that's sort of come up on the idea that, you know, people should be punished for existing outside. Um, and so, like, if that law seems absurd to you, then you're not paying attention, right? And I know you know that. And, and like, it's... it's um, and like it's it 's funny because the 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 injustices that we see on alternia are these ballooned like magnified versions of our real life injustices, and like that's that 's why they 're upsetting to us
0: yeah i um one of the uh one of the first things that you said to me reading uh God feels at one point was there's there 's a moment where uh Therese says, like, you, uh, Vriska was raised on this awful, uh, on this planet based on society and, like, get, uh, to, in a violent society to do violent things. And you joked about, like, we'll wait until Gene realizes the same is true of Earth. And, 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 it, like, maybe re- actually recontextualize, like, yeah, it is, like, a reflection of, of the, the, politi- the politics and, and the violence of justice on Earth. And so I wanted to make, a very clear point about how 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 we construct justice and mm-hmm. how we construct the law is a very deliberate way of uh, of policing identity and policing like who gets to exist where mm-hmm. um and i uh, it, 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 there's a tight, there's a tight sort of like balancing act going on here because I didn't want it to just be, you know, reader says this is a bad thing because, b- because it's wrong, and for Terezi to be like, oh, you know what, you're right.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, reader's just not that judgmental.
0: No, yeah, and so it's I don't know, it's, Alterni is just it. it, it it's weird because it is allegorical so coming up with the rules for it, 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 it it's it's difficult it, it's impossible for me to to have written this without bringing in my own politics mm-hmm. because there's there's nothing in the text beyond like the the I mean, I'm I'm obviously that's not true. I'm fucking lying. I'm full of shit. There's a lot in the text. I don't yeah, know what I'm yeah. Saying.
1: What the? I was about to be like uh, Do you know, know. You know they no, made no, no, two no, no. whole no. games on Alternia, right? I know you well, missed yeah. one of the routes at least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> no, Fake ass Homestuck fan.
0: Fake yeah, fan. I was here true, day I'm one, like, motherfucker. You can't take this show from me. <laughs> uh, you're right. Yeah, you're. <laughs> this this battle for narrative dominance is not going well in my favor. Um, Vote now on your phones, listeners.
1: (laughs) Get this! If you want want to get this motherfucker out of here and get me back, get me in trouble more.
0: (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) we're gonna do some dancing with the stars, shit! (laughs) Oh god! I, I, I just like I'm. uh, I don't. I I honestly, I'm just. I'm I'm kind of floundering because I don't know what to say when it comes to justice on alternia because a lot of what i was thinking about was how it related to teresi specifically yeah of course
1: well that's i mean you know your route is serviced by being a, a character study of teresi first and you know a fucking political dissertation second <laughs> like nobody <laughs> yeah. actually wants to read that right like we all have praxis or whatever but like it's gonna be fun well, yeah
0: yeah i i just didn't yeah, I never find the, that stuff super interesting. Like, people ask questions about troll biology or they get really hung up on uh, how can Therese be overrate when she has to do all of these things to survive or whatever. And it's like, dude, it's art. I don't know what to tell you. I don't care. Also, like, sometimes people
1: I, are big. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like...
0: You ever seen humans?
1: Have you ever seen, like, an athlete... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you are. Have you ever seen like a like a national like a football player? Have you have guys you probably seen not because you don't fucking go outside? Well, <laughs> and football also, like, happens outside like, usually, unless you're in like Arizona.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well like world championship, uh, not world championship. But the, the best like, deadlifters in the world are huge people.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, we're, now we're just talking about people who are upset that a fictional character is fat, and like these well, people don't deserve true. our fucking time.
0: No, it's true. It's true. They You're don't right.
1: deserve your respect and they don't deserve your energy.
0: <laughs> no. Um, but it's just like that 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 like looking at like the 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 logistics of characters and like narrative shit like that doesn't really interest me because again, Alternia is allegorical. Homestuck in general is not a narrative that uh wherein society is obeying like strict, obvious laws in the sense that we understand them in terms of, uh, like, internal... uh, The laws of the the universe
1: are literally the laws of narrative convenience. Yes, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Which is part Um, of what enabled Homestuck to reach the scale that it did because it had that, like, titanium bone structure of being based on all its rules are based on what's easiest to make more
0: out of. Yeah. Um... Well, do you want to talk about Resi?
1: um t- Fucking yeah, let's talk about Versrezzi. Like we're you know we're, we're we're yeah we're we're at the home stretch here. I mean. You know, I unless you uh, got unless you, unless you got more politics. I don't got more politics. I mean, I always have more politics, but like, I'm. I. Chris Resi is uh, very important, and I try not to sound too much like a mindless shipper these days uh, because people don't like that when I do that.
0: Uh, so <laughs> I don't know.
1: I like them. I like to think about them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, I do too. Um, yeah, for this, like I said a couple of times already, I was very explicitly responding to the Vriska route. And Mike, coming out of that, you know, throwing Spider-Mom into a volcano, my immediate question was, what does she do after that? What does her life look like after that? What What is, what is driving her? Mm-hmm. And the, the other side of that coin is like, okay, so... Whatever Vriska does at that point, it's probably not going to impress Terezi because at that point, Terezi's more or less written Vriska off. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, in order for the route to be remotely satisfying, it needed to come back around on the question of what their relationship is now. And for me, it's like again, what is her? What is her biggest? problem like her biggest flaw or her biggest setback as a character and it's her sense of justice Mm -hmm. so she she uh, i knew i wanted to not make her a cop Mm like i i I wanted her to be disillusioned and decide oh wait the best way to do revolution is from the outside we're out of options it's time to build guillotines Mm -hmm. um and which is true yeah <laughs> just so, kids at home just so you
1: know it's true yeah it's true no it's true you should be making a
0: plan to eat the rich absolutely uh and i so for me once i decided like that was the probably the first thing that i knew after aisha gave me the route was like where do i want her to end up oh i don't want her to be a cop anymore mm-hmm. and so from there it was the question of okay so what is this? What's the satisfying endpoint there? Like, what's the promise of a narrative future? And for me, that lined up so perfectly with Vriska no longer being tied to needing to feed her Lucis, mm-hmm. where the two of them could approach each other. Because if Terezi has abandoned her sense of explicit, uh, by the book's justice, she can and, and and sees that the problem that they're facing is systemic rather than individual. She can then turn to Vriska, with whom she is she has a long history of being like a good partner in crime. Mm-hmm. She can then turn to Vriska and say, like, look, I I'm I'm not here to get an apology from you. We both have shit to make up for, and now we are capable of doing that. Yeah. So let's do it.
1: Yeah, and that's because they've been empowered by MSP reader. That exactly. you you the player have empowered them to pursue direct action. And that and that feels good. And and I like, you know, when when routes and so these routes sort of provide a, a take and a talk in terms of, you know, making the reader and the player feel powerful um and feel like they're making a positive in, impact, which is, you know, which is is it, 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 it keeps the game purposeful. <laughs> yeah. Um that's the gameplay uh, of a visual novel, yes. Where you feel like your yeah. choices
0: make a- where, where, your, where your where your choices make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's I've I've seen some people like you know we released the route like earlier today, mm-hmm. so the the the, uh, the reception is still young. And I've seen some people say like I feel like the turn is really fast for Terezi. and my my answer is like well yeah, there's only so many words. That I can devote to this, we got to kind of get it, get it. So you fast. think she hasn't thought
1: about this before? Oh no, yeah, yeah, right. Like, 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 like that's my said. response. You're like, you really like her whole thing is thinking. You think she ain't thought about this? Oh yeah, no, she get out, out she of you here. Haven't, you haven't,
0: you haven't get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get that shit <laughs> out of <Yeah>, here. <laughs> yeah, she. I uh, she even says in the route, like the, You haven't told me anything that I didn't already know. Yeah, um, right.
1: Fucking all right. I think that's that's our fucking show.
0: Is it? Right, yeah, oh, that's cool. our show.
1: That's our show. Um, you can uh, you can find us on Overcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and more at PigeonPod.com or at PigeonPod on Twitter. Um, PigeonPod will be live from Staten Island in New York City on December 5th. Uh, that's going to have Gumi hosting, um, and then three of us from the Homestuck 2 writing team, uh, me, Pip, and Optimistic Duelist, are going to be on the stage being interviewed. Um, and you can RSVP and get tickets at pigeonpod.com slash live. Actually, you don't need to get tickets to this one. You can just show up. Um, there will be, there will be security and that's it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the music for the show is, uh, James's new song for the Trezzy route, uh, by, by mm-hmm. friend of the show, James Roach and Pest Request audio director.
0: Um, the title of that song is a, a QR code. This says check the me- metadata.
1: Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, you can support this show on patreon.com slash pigeon uh, patrons get access to 16 bonus episodes and counting on intermission uh, this includes episodes like where i go through the brisket with uh with chelsea this includes an episode about jojo uh, it includes an episode on uh rose's narrative with optimistic duelist uh it includes me squabbling with people and all sorts of shit uh it's it's a it's a very fun bonus show and I'm still gonna be doing them even when I'm not on this show uh you know multiple times a month to thank everybody for their Patreon support um and, uh, the support is shared equitably with everyone who makes each episode possible. It means the host, the guests, anyone who helps with editing, folks who provide music, um, and, uh, if we can get, and if we reach our goal of having, uh, over $200 per show by the end of the month, uh, we will continue being able to fund transcription services for this show, uh, so we can, uh, help share the donations to Pigeon Pod with the folks who transcribe it. Um, and, uh, at the end of the show, I'd like to thank our Skylark tier patrons for their support. Um... And that's uh, Max May, Isaac Chapman, Lily Bloom, Jay Logan, Conduit of Queerness, Mage of Life, Rose Reardon, Zach, Bucky Grant, Yo Johnson, J.R. Hyde vs. Communism, X-Teen, Krista, Carmen, Finn Hickey, Paravelix, Tina Kell, Hare, Ginger Slap Notion, Jamie Toombs, Luke Beeman, Danny LaLanders, I Think You're Pretty Cool, Taylor Dierks, BQ, Dervich B, Ghost Rally, Serena Game Girl McCarthy, Hatsune Mukau, Lockree, Alexander Strider, Gripping Traverse, Quartz Criminal, Raspberry Heaven, Nat the Moth Prophet. Uh, and uh, those... those- patrons plus the ones from the top of the episode uh, are the folks who make this show possible and make it so we're able to compensate folks for coming on and providing art. Uh, the art for this episode uh, has a feature from Tomato Grater um, and uh, who, who you can follow on Twitter, Rads, uh, who drew this incredible piece, Scourges in Love. Uh, so you can you can see that on the cover of this episode. Um, and uh, let's see, you can find me uh, twitter.com slash camplignan8 uh, It's of a avant-garde thing now where i only have one tweet at a time so i hope you guys are enjoying that uh and uh and uh and yeah i'm just gonna keep <laughs> deleting that tweet and replacing it with a new tweet every once in a while
0: so i hope you enjoy my performance art uh where can folks find you sarah uh, i'm at i H- <coughs> i'm at hms no fun on twitter and from there everything else that i do can be linked awesome can be found yeah
1: uh next week on pigeon pod uh it's the james and aisha power hour episode two a personal advice show from james roach and aisha U that has nothing to do with homestuck
0: oh my god <laughs> of course
1: <laughs> this is this has been pigeon pod signing off
0: yeah it's been how did it feel to do the thing good i'm still recording good Snake Solutions, LLP.